Welcome back to Market on Close. Let's talk some overlooked stocks. George Tillis is joining us from Salt Lake City. Back with the movers that you missed in today's session. George, welcome, sir. I want to start with Beyond Spring. I thought this was going to be an online mattress company, but it was not. It's actually a pharma stock. Yeah, it sounds like it, OJ. It is a pharma stock. In fact, it's a, a stock that uh, had done extremely well in terms of price action back in early uh, August based on some uh, regulatory and some clinical stage milestones. But Beyond Spring is, uh, is, is essentially an oncology-based uh, business. It's a biotech company. They actually focus on immuno-oncology-based therapies, which include stem cell therapies. And they're Therapies are really uh, uh, focused on dealing with uh, things like uh, lung cancer, but also for uh, adjunct therapies like uh, bacterial infections. And this is back in August, uh, around August 5th or so, the stock jumped from around $9 to, to over 27. It was about a 200% move. Uh, but since then, the stock has actually held up uh, quite well. It was up today uh, as well. And, and I think there's some positive uh, ongoings with the company, including uh, if you look at what happened back on August 5th, there were uh, significant upgrades. For instance, Evercore ISI upgraded the stock from 30 to 95, looking at the consensus estimates from about five analysts, which is pretty generous, I suppose, in terms of the number of analysts covering the stock. They've got a $68 price target. But I think the milestones uh, that were presented in terms of their uh, the company's uh, phase three trial or clinical trials actually opened the door for uh, milestone payments uh, from Eli Lilly, which is a collaborative partner. So if we look essentially at the company's market cap, uh, it's actually relatively uh, you know, large at 900 million. Uh, last two quarters, they only made about 500 million, I'm sorry, $500,000 in terms of sales. But based on these milestones, uh, they're gonna be receiving about a $10 million payment from Eli Lilly. And this uh, payment can also increase up to 780 million. So I think what we're seeing here is the evolution, of course, of a, of a drug that has promise from an oncology standpoint uh, in, in, in a conjunction with uh, traditional chemotherapy. We have license agreements with major players like Eli Lilly. We hit those milestones, uh, which occurred on August 5th. We have analyst upgrades uh, as well. Uh, and I think what we have here is a company that's, uh, that's uh, in a good financial position considering uh, $900 million of market cap, about $90 million in cash, but they are burning about $60 million uh, based on the last uh, trailing 12 months or four quarters. Hmm. All right. So, uh, George, I mean, this is kind of like a, a hope and a dream or uh, something that's uh, now uh, getting more and more, you know, imminent in terms of uh, being used in utility because uh, it looks like there's like a combination of some of its own news and then now the potential for buyout given the Pfizer and Trillium deal? So I think that has a little bit to do with it as well. I think uh, these uh, these relationships, if you will, with larger players, in this case, Beyond Spring, uh, has a relationship with Eli Lilly, they're very meaningful. And, and I think the Trillium deal with Pfizer, they already own a pretty big stake in the company. Once they reach these milestones, they said, well, why not just buy the company altogether? And I think that is certainly a possibility. You know, we talk about biotech, it's a very, very uh, fickle, it's also very difficult to sort of, you know, determine whether or not there's FDA approval for uh, any types of drugs. Uh, uh, what we see here for Beyond Spring is they do have some licensing revenue, albeit it's very small, but they are getting some milestone payments. It doesn't necessarily mean that the company's prospects are, you know, all 
uh, green shoots from here. I think overall it does have promise price action wise. A lot of times when you see uh, you know positive results from a clinical stage trial, especially a, a third stage trial, which gets closer and closer to FDA approval review, uh, if there's a, a big pullback in the stock, then there's some questions about its financial flexibility. But in fact, uh, looking at this company, the financial condition is relatively robust and, and sound. Like I said, they've got about 90 million in cash, which is about a year and a half's worth of cash, assuming the current hmm. cash burn rate, not to mention, of course, the milestone payments, which are, are due from Eli Lilly. The other thing is, is we also talk about uh, uh, backing from analysts or five analysts, like I said, they've got a $68 price target, which is considerably higher than the current one and debt. Uh, this company does have a sliver of debt. And I talk about that because that shows that uh, somebody is willing to pony up again, some, uh, some credit, not just equity. So it's not just equity finance. And that's sort of a red flag for me at the very least. If a company like this is only equity financed, mm. you know, you have to throw your hands up and say, maybe there's something going on here, but there's a lot of positive catalysts going on for, uh, for Breon Spring. Okay. All right. Uh, George, nice. I like it. And uh, good context. We heard the bull case from Merck from our guest, uh, John Cunnison. And then we also uh, saw the Pfizer news here, too, with the deal. So a lot of these connecting. I think it's a very interesting one today. 14% up. Good find. Uh, George, what about E2? E2 open parent holdings. The shares were up 12% today. Tech company in supply chain management software. Sounds like a good place to be. Yeah, I think so in this current environment. Uh, what was interesting about the company's stock price action today, there wasn't anything uh, meaningful in terms of catalyst. I did find something interesting in terms of what the company reported just a few days back, but this is an end-to-end -end, uh, cloud-based supply chain management software company. Uh, everything from uh, optimizing supply chains for customers, business planning, logistics uh, for manufacturers, and of course, uh, those in trade. Uh, the other thing is that uh, it combines networking and data and applications. So these are again a kind of uh, a combined technologies that are very uh, very compelling right now, uh, especially with what's going on with China. You know, there's some concerns about the supply chains there. There are also again some concerns about uh, reorganizing and optimizing supply chains because of what we saw during COVID. But one of the things I noticed is that the company did um, denote in some uh, some some uh, some conference call, not a conference call, but in an announcement they're actually moving into uh, channel marketing as well. So that's another, again, uh, uh, catalyst for the company. But overall, looking at this business, it IPO'd back in June of last year. Uh, it's made a significant amount of acquisitions, about 11 in the last five years. It does integrate very well with Oracle's uh, enterprise uh, backend software. So that's a very uh, positive catalyst. But I did go back and look at the last two quarters uh, reported earnings. In Q4, they reported about 88 uh, million in sales with about 31 million in earnings. But this last quarter, they actually reported about 66 million in sales. And uh, if you annualize the losses, uh, they're about three times that amount of sales, which were about 180 million. So I think what's happening here is, is that the company is making a transition and they actually guided in this regard. They're moving more so into subscription revenue. They are guiding for fiscal year 2022. And I think that's where we have to kind of look at this company uh, E2 Open OJ is what's going forward for the company in terms of its guidance. But they are reporting 82% uh, recurring revenue from sub subscriptions. They are, of course, in 2022 also expecting about 558 million in sales versus about 338 in the last year in terms of million. That's about a 46% increase, which is rather favorable. But the other thing is, is they're actually uh, reporting some net retention rates that are over 100%. So they feel very confident 
in their ability to hold customers who utilize or start using their services. Uh, and then lastly is they're expecting EBITDA margins about 37%. And this is in 2022. Now, like I said, their EBITDA losses uh, for the last year, about three times their last quarter's revenue. So this is a complete transition going into 2022 based on guidance. That might have to do with why the stock is higher today. Uh, lastly, capitalization. Uh, if you look at the market cap of the company, which is about uh, $2.5 billion, uh, overall, it's trading about 10 times sales. But I did notice that they had in the last uh, two quarters a pretty significant issuance of equity. So I think they're well capitalized, at least going forward in the next year or so, because their share count actually increased by threefold in the last two quarters. So this was essentially a price action where we've seen the stock come down. Uh, and it's also based upon, again, like I said, some of the historical uh, elements in terms of reporting, which were back in July, as I mentioned, were declining relative to the previous quarter. But also, like I said, uh, they, they diluted shares by issuing equity. But again, uh, that, is, uh, that seems to be in the, in, in, in the past. So overall, I think it's a pretty interesting story to keep on a watch list or a company to keep on a watch list. All right. Uh, nice, George. One more, sir. Real quick. DICOM Industries, DY, 7.5%. Yeah. Georgia contracting company that uh, has been selling off since its earnings uh, in the spring, but bounced pretty big today on an upgrade. It has. So just looking at uh, the stock, OJ, in terms of financials, last uh, quarter they did report a decline in sales by about 11% if you uh, average it up, but also, or rent it up, but also did report about a 1% uh, net profit margin. Now, DICOM is a company that's a construction firm. It's really an engineering project management uh, and of course maintenance firm. Their focus is in utilities and telco. Uh, so towers, antenna, 5G build out, and particularly fiber optic, heavy uh, fiber, optic, uh, fiber optic or fixed uh, broadband lines. So uh, the catalyst is really interesting. One, we have infrastructure stocks moving, but DICOM has actually underperformed some of the other peer companies in infrastructure in general, like Mark Marietta or Vulcan. Uh, as well as American Tower, which again is a, a major uh, cell phone tower REIT. But DICOM itself has lagged, and I think it has to do some of its historical performance, but now Wells Fargo upgraded the stock to $90 uh, dollars, uh, from too overweight from equal weight. The consensus price target on it is about $101. And the reason being is, is they're expecting in 2021 uh, for the full year, about 8.5% top-line sales with 200 basis points expansion mm. in margin. But between 2022 and 2025, the company is also guiding at about 37% EBITDA uh, EPS growth. So I think there's a turnaround story. I think fixed uh, broadband as well as uh, uh, fixed infrastructure for 5G, especially in the residential space, uh, the company actually is looking to uh, to place a lot of their equipment, about 5 million homes in the next five years. Wow. Uh, I think it presents a nice, compelling story for a company that's uh, that's lagged its peers. And, and I'd be watching for a couple of consecutive closes above 75 for perhaps a, a trend, a trend uh, reversal. Okay, we're close there right now, close to 74 and a half. Wells Fargo says 90 bucks is the proper value. That's a nice trade, uh, if they're right. Sounds like the fundamentals are progressing in the right direction. Your point about the margin expansion. Right. Exactly. Okay, George, we got to run. Nice work on the Overlook Stocks. Thanks, George's okay. three movers that you missed every day here after the bell.